0: what's up guys welcome back to another episode of dingbat discussions my name is Brittany. um i'm jack today we are going to have a very special guest uh page or pageosity am i saying that right i'm saying that right yeah right <laughs> perfect um she will be sitting down and just having a chill conversation with us. We don't really have much direction for this podcast, as always. Um, so yeah, I I hope you guys enjoy it. We we hope you guys enjoy it. Oh, let's go.
1: I absolutely adore the fact that you can literally sit there and stream to sixty. Actually, forget we'll to three thousand people and we'll be fine. On Discord, me and Page, you can't do it. I
2: oh, know, I struggle. <laughs>
0: you
1: feel so awkward. I
2: no, I'm like there. Oh, yeah, I can like feel it. It's, it's cute. I'm like, why you're like fidgeting? You're like a little. You're like a little kitten. You're like, I ah, There's so much I stimulus don't, I don't
0: know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I get nervous. <denarius. laughs> this can be in the podcast too. This is funny.
1: So <laughs> we bring people on to carry us.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. So, Page. Welcome to the podcast. How are you going today or tonight for you? I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah, for me it's uh 1 a.m. I think for you it's like what nine nine p.m. eight p.m. Uh, seven thirty p.m. All right on. Yeah, and then you it's like nine a.m. Right, it's nine
1: a.m. Yeah, I'm very tired. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'm very tired. I'm, I'm still several hours away from my bedtime though, so I'm I'm doing quite well. I've had a I've had a decent day of some uh. some doodles and shenanigans with uh, friends and work, because I, I don't know what it's like to have a day off. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Aren't you, like, aren't you booked out until December? Or is it uh, next right year?
2: Uh, right now? Until, like, the end of January for my artwork, Jeez. which is actually pretty cool. That's a good point. Uh, let's.
0: How about you explain to stream who you are and Sh- what you do? Stream? To fuck. To stream. <laughs> <laughs> how about... start again (laughs) how about you explain to the people's listening who you are and what you do
2: well um my name is Paige McClurg and um I'm a very small girl at like a whopping like five one and a half with a lot of creativity um so my life is basically full of regurgitating my perception of my surroundings and immortalizing it in a tangible physical form Um, I've done this for my entire life. People are like, oh, how long have you done artwork for? The oldest piece of artwork I own is from 1994. I was a year and a half old, my mom's lap in church uh, making doodles. So when I'm like, I've done art my whole life. I've literally done it my whole life. Uh, I started getting commissions for work around age 11, been doing galleries and uh, live artwork performances since about then through junior high and all through high school and uh now i just live my life creating and let it guide me to meet some of the most incredible people and guide me through all these experiences and stuff uh that i otherwise would not have had without it so i often tell people like uh, i don't do art art does me like it's, it's not really a choice it's something that i just like live for and uh do and i can't not do it um I uh, take breaks from drawing with a drawing um, more often than not where I'll be on a project and I'm like, I've been drawing all these things for other people. And then I'm like, no, I need to draw all these things for myself. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a way of life.
0: No, oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. I didn't realize you'd been doing it for that long. That is insane. So op- like <laughs> having galleries and stuff at age 11, what the hell? Chill.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I- <laughs> It was in my little hometown. I think I had a lot of like you know luck with um, people like knowing. I, I grew up in like a really shitty little go nowhere town. Uh, am I allowed to am I love to cuss on the stream? Is yeah, that okay? yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Okay, just,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm like, do I need to like turn on the retail temperament or? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, very <laughs> good. Anything is anything is good. <laughs> But I grew up in some shitty little go over town called uh, Eureka, California. For those who don't know, uh, it's on the far west coast of the United States, and it's the very uh, northern tip of California. I call it Oregon's butthole, so the state above us is Oregon. And Eureka is very much so. It's uh, this tiny little tweaker town um, with, like, more crime rate per capita than almost anywhere in the nation. I think Jeez. we're beat out by just, like... I think Detroit still has its beat in this uh, miraculous little spot called Little Rock, Arkansas, which uh, if you haven't had the chance to do a Google search on, it's got some pretty good stories. But <laughs> it does. But uh, it's it's beautiful because it's, you know, all these gorgeous, like, redwood trees and cold coasts. It's effectively a cold weather uh, rainforest uh, that I grew up in. Um, but I think like I tell people, like, it's the most gorgeous place full of, like, the gnarliest people. Like, wow. You can be miles alone on like beautiful coasts and sand dunes or like in the grand sequoia redwoods and like still step on a heroin needle (laughs) oh that's that's cool (laughs) so every day of my life that i wake up i'm glad that i moved to seattle two years ago (laughs) like every day i wake up like i'm not in california i deserve this (laughs) i'm free (laughs) Yeah, I spent twenty six years in that shithole, so I'm really glad to be like out finally living in like a city where there's food open past nine PM that isn't like Denny's.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I know that feeling. <laughs> yes. I've just but, moved yeah. moved into the city from a country town, so I'm just like, oh my gosh, Uber eats. What? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I didn't know, my mind was blown when I moved here, and, like, I was, uh, I I was at, like, I got a a part-time job up here, and was, like, you know, working to, like, meet people and stuff, and I was at this job, and the gal was, like, getting some office supplies. She's, like, oh, I'm just gonna Amazon it, you know, get some uh, Prime Now stuff, and she, like, orders something, and I was, like, well, what's that gonna, like, I can just go to the store and, like, get us something. She's, like, no, it'll be here in an hour, and I was, like, what? She's, like, yeah, Prime Now, like you order something and it's here in like an hour, or like two hours. And I was like mind blown because like where I was from, everything took like extra days for shipping and like it was horrible to get through. We always called like the Redwood Curtain. So you always have like this huge like buffer of like land to get through before oh, <laughs> anything gosh. could get delivered. Yeah. And then uh, Uber Eats was incredible because we didn't even get Uber in my hometown. Nah. like I don't know, like not even a few years ago. Jesus. I was like blown away when that finally happened
1: there. <laughs> well, I've moved from shit all to shithole, so.
2: Oh yeah, where were you? Where did you come from?
1: Uh, Warrington. I don't
2: even know what so, that means. Yeah,
1: exactly. Just a shitty place in between Manchester and Liverpool. That is exactly how everyone that go- lives there explains it. And then I, know I moved. The to-
2: names Manchester and Liverpool,
1: at least. So yeah, northwest England. Okay. And then I moved to. Bolton, which again is explained by just above Manchester. Or to the right. <laughs> I don't know. Basically, I just say Manchester so everyone gets easier.
2: Uh huh. What what makes uh what makes was it not Bolton but the other what makes him so shitty? Is it the chavs?
1: It is the chavs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I learned that word. I was gonna say like, please, please explain this word. <laughs>
1: um so it's kind of like, it's basically like just dicks, Oh, okay, to be honest, yeah, but like yeah. they'll have like a certain way of dressing it and they'll be in like tracksuits and hoodies and they'll all walk around in gangs and they never usually have a knife, knife but you expect fits. them to have a knife so you don't go yeah. near them. Yeah, they're, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, we call them lads here. Lad. Yeah. Lads. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> they're, they're painful.
1: You didn't say anything then.
0: Yeah, they cut out. Oh, completely. sorry. The my mic picked me up, but not the Discord mic.
2: Sorry. Mm. Sorry, I said they're painful. What
1: say? They are painful. You cross the road if they're walking towards you. That yeah. Kind of deal. Uh, yeah. One
2: of one of my friends who lives in uh essex I think it is. He's like, he's like, I'm like, oh, you know, chav. What's a chav? And he's like, oh, you know, they've got cyclone fence, a bunch of trash, and they beat their kids. And I was like, oh, sounds like we call those your white trash or tweakers. <laughs>
0: tweakers I haven't heard that one actually
2: yeah the tweaker name like when I'm from Eureka we used to call it your tweaker because it's like when people are like on amphetamines their like bodies are like tweaking constantly like (laughs) like tweakers that's that's what they're like I really (laughs) wish the listeners could have
0: seen your acting out of that
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like snake hands well like cause they, all, they do that though they walk around and like it's like their whole body is made of like twitchy breaking sticks and like that's how they move and then they're just up for a week and then i'm pretty sure with every hit of meth you get like a free chihuahua or a pitbull like those are like your choices you get one or the other so it's like you always see these like angry people walking they're like poor like you know shaky little scabby chihuahuas being like this is my service animal like when they're in the grocery store and you're like okay whatever lady and then you have the other people with their pit bull out front tied to their backpack like you know so no one will steal it yeah (laughs) and then you just feel bad (laughs) do those exist in your country too then
1: (laughs) um just kind of call them crackheads
2: yeah yeah same oh dear
0: that is too funny
2: I always feel so bad for the animals of crackheads. Like, mm. that's the one thing. Like, I see them, cause I'm just like, I just want to do terrible things to the people who have these animals sometimes.
1: Yeah, there's um, a there's a um, a homeless guy that lives where I live now, um, and like he was here last year and he's here this year and he has this dog, and like to be honest, he's the nicest. Like from speaking to him, he's lovely, and like his dog just follows him around everywhere. He doesn't have a lead or anything. The dog just follows him all the time. Oh and it's like the cutest thing like the dog doesn't seem unhappy and like mm-hmm. he's kind of well known around the town so like people give the dog a lot of food and love and stuff so it's kind of like that's the only animal i've ever seen from like a homeless person something that i don't feel bad for
2: well i i do think that like <clears throat> in the right circumstances like i think companionship is important and there are people who are like down on their luck and having an animal, I mean, I couldn't survive (laughs) shit. I went through so much and my animals were with me, like every step of the way, having an animal makes all of the difference, uh, I think for our our own personal health. But, uh, when you see people who are abusing them, it's very different than like the companionship. I, 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 feel that that companionship is definitely important. Uh, there was a fellow in my hometown who had a cat and his cat had a little handkerchief and the cat. Stood on top of his like backpack, and he'd walk around, and the kitty would be there, and he'd feed the kitty treats, and like he and this cat, they just did their thing, they minded their own business, and I was like, that is the cutest shit! Oh my god, here's cat treats for your cat. <laughs> <laughs> that is so adorable. I find
0: that um, like there are a couple of homeless people around where I, not where I live now, um, but where I used to work actually, and they they'd have dogs, and people would see them, and most of the stuff that they got given wasn't for them. It was for their dogs. <laughs> and when you think about yeah. it, it's like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't But I guess like it still helps them overall.
2: Like it helps them not have to buy things. Or yeah. They don't to worry the about the dog. Yeah. I would much rather give a bag of dog food to somebody than money for sure. Because yeah. I mean, it's been proven time and time throughout things. Like if you just give someone the street like that money, like they're, you know, especially if you're, Classifying their addiction as a mental illness, then they are mentally ill and they are not able to make right decisions, right? Yeah. So to just give them money, you're giving money to someone who's incapable of doing so, like or doing like good, making good choices with it. Yeah. words, um. But that's why I've tried to give out like pamphlets and outreach because there's so much freaking outreach. Like I've helped volunteer with stuff at like shelters and whatever else, and it's there's so much outreach. It's unbelievable. I remember driving in the car with my grandma one time and like, she had done something at one of the local soup kitchens. And one of these ladies was outside at the sign and she's like, Oh, you know, Oh, you know, need money for food. And my grandma's like, Hey, like the soup kitchen's located at blah, 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 like or the food bank. And the lady's just like, I don't like the food there. My grandma's like, bitch, like I don't eat the food there. Like (laughs) she's like, I've helped there. Like that food's good stuff. And Where I come from is a lot of, uh, one thing that it does do right is there was a huge obsession with the like hippie movement of wholesome farm to table, like homegrown stuff. So all these stores have local and organic stuff and there's a bleeding heart community uh, for the homeless as much as there's a resistance for it, but that's another thing. Um, But there's a ton of people who donate a lot of money uh, to these places and Donate a lot of food to these places. So there's really good stuff there. And when people are like, I don't like the food, or they literally would stand outside the natural food store, people would get like, bring them a burger or something because there was like the the uh, fast food restaurants there. And I shit you not, these people would say, I'm vegan. I can't have that. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm vegetarian. No. Yeah. I can't have that. And I'm like, well, you ain't starving, kiddo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'd like, my- I'd much rather give um, homeless people, like, food or a drink than give them money.
2: Yeah. I had um, a friend of mine I worked with who I haven't seen in a long time, but he worked at this hardware store with me, and I guess his father had died, a homeless tweaker, effectively, right? And so he always thought that was really sad that his dad died alone that way, and so he's like, I'm going to make sure that these people don't feel this way. And we had a bakery uh, in the hardware store, And it seems like a weird combination, but it was, like, a little, like, deli bakery spot. And at the end of the day, they'd give away all the, like, day-old sandwiches and stuff because people couldn't eat them, right? Or if they were just about to go bad. So the bakery would then give it to my friend, who would take all of the sandwiches and go give them to, like, homeless people on his ride home. uh, Because he rode his bicycle home. And after... It was some time in the double digits of somebody throwing the sandwich back at him and just telling him they just want money or uh, telling him that, you know, I can't eat this, like, just give me cash or give me cigarettes. He just got so fed up with it. He's like, you know, I've tried something about this and I just keep getting shit on. So I'm going to stop now. That's hard. <laughs> <odd>. That's <laughs> horrible. Yeah.
0: Actually,
1: but, I, was, I was having my hair cut the other day. And I was sat in the waiting thing with this, like, one other guy. And this other guy and the person cutting the hair was talking about, like, homeless people and how, like, he was so angry. He was like, oh, they get all this help from, like, the government. I don't know how it works, where you two are, but, like, the benefits and that, and he gets nothing. And then, like, he just went on this massive tangent about, like, homeless people getting help and stuff. And I was like, well, they obviously don't get a lot of help because, like, I don't think, like... I don't think they choose to be homeless. I know there is some people that will go out and pretend to be and then go home, but, you know. And then also he started talking about people my age, but I guess, like, he was, like, 15. He was going to younger people, so I guess we all fit in. And the saying how, like, oh, we don't work for anything anymore and we expect to get things without working. And I was, like, I was just sat there like, I had three jobs when I was 16. Hello.
2: Yeah. I think that he's not... I don't think he's totally misguided in that. At least here, I I, I feel like there's a discernible difference between a homeless person and what I used to call, like, I I don't know, the the bandits, pirates. Hmm. Because there are people in my hometown who straight look like they're out of a Mad Max movie, (laughs) real freaking story, shooting each other with crossbows in the sand dunes because someone stole someone else's shit, like killing each other, hacking each other up with machetes on the street because they're pissed there is a huge population there. And it's infuriating because there are these people like shitting on people's doorsteps of businesses. They can't get arrested. They just call it in and out like uh, the jail locally because people just get in and get out. When I can't get therapy, if I need it, somebody can get free therapy as a homeless person at a shelter and through the prison system and get free medical and free drugs. I uh, that that kind of it's it's tough to stomach because there were people who'd stand. We have a grocery store in the states called Winco, and there were people who like that was the place that they congregate because everything was cheap and they would sell their food stamp cards for cash. So their food stamp cards would be like two to I think around four hundred dollars, depending on like household or person, and they would sell them for 50 to like 150 dollars just to get cash. So here's this money where I'm busting my ass and everyone else around me is busting my ass to pay taxes to make sure that these people who go without have these things and then they're selling in front of Winco for smack. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's a little tough to swallow when I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll buy your food stamp card. Let's go. For that price, yeah. groceries for a really good price today. Yeah. But... That's really bothersome to me. There was finally, they put a cap in Eureka on the welfare for pets because you get welfare for your pets. And there were times where people had asinine amounts of animals. There was a house up the street for me uh, in my neighborhood growing up, um, small towns, I know who they were, but they had something like 18 or 19, like inbred, like pit mixes in their yard. And they were all like eating each other. And it was really gross and they were getting welfare checks for all the dogs. So, they just let the dogs breed and be in this tiny backyard and like they all had to be euthanized. It was horrendous. And that really, you know, I don't know, that kind of stuff bothers me a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm paying for that because you're paying for that. Like, what is it? At least I don't know how it is over in the UK and Australia, but at least in America, statistically only 30% of Americans work, right? The rest are too young, too old. Unable or lazy, like that's your spectrum. So 30 percent carries 100, and we all know the billionaires aren't paying taxes. So the ones who are carrying all of the funding for every fucking roadway, for every street sign, for every homeless welfare, whatever, we have to do it. And that sucks. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> you have like income tax and like California and shit where you're getting 40% of your paycheck taken, bonuses are taxed at 50%. Like if you get a bonus on a check, they're taxed at like fifty percent. That's insane. So there's a lot of bosses who are nice enough to give bonuses as cash, you know, like under the table places, which is how it should be. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It is so hard I guess to, I see that.
0: It is. It is hard to, to sort of see that stuff happening and see people taking advantage of the system, and you going, "I'm, I'm paying for that? Are you kidding?" Like, yeah. yeah that's yeah. Yeah,
1: I couldn't really say how tax works in the UK. All I know is that a lot of tax goes to the NHS because that's obviously free. But NHS, um, sorry. Um, the National healthcare. Health Service. God. So we get free healthcare and it's called the NHS.
2: Ah, I gotcha.
1: Um and I know that tax goes towards that. So it's like not free, but like it's yeah, you get you get, ta-
2: you get paid healthcare. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um but other than that, I don't I'm not really too sure how it actually works. Mm. I'm still a baby, so <laughs> I don't understand these things.
2: I... You're
0: freshly 21. Yeah. I wish I could use my age age as an excuse for not knowing that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, it happens automatically, whatever, I don't care.
1: Exactly, <laughs> that's why I just up. accept
0: it. It's not. Like, oh, it does it
1: automatically, I don't need to know what's happening. Just yeah. let it happen.
0: And, th- and then you're like, this is a rip-off! <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but it's ripping me off!
2: <laughs> that's me, at I least. I think... Uh... I think a lot of people, though, do have uh, you know your Barbara complaining about younger people. Like, oh, I just want to work and, and get, or, you know, they don't want to work and they just want to get everything. And unfortunately, there is a mentality I see, not just in, I feel like in some youth, yes, but it's not all of them. It's just a lazy group of fucking people. And then boomers got the boomer generation. we like, I have these kids and you owe me. And I'm like, I'm never going to see social security. <laughs> like, sorry you were poor with your money and you lost your ass in 2008 during the economy collapsing but like that is in no way my problem you chose to have children and live this life like i gotta figure out what i can do so i at least have some semblance of retirement if i'm lucky <laughs> we have um, our social security that we pay into here i don't know if there's anything like that in like your guys's countries but it comes out of your paycheck and you're supposed to get it and it's effectively like A little baby retirement you get from the government that one day when you're over the age of a certain threshold you get money and little checks to help you out each month and we're all supposed to be getting that but there's we're not going to with the way that the 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 debts are and stuff in the United States like by the time that I'm that age I really highly doubt that we're gonna have any of that yeah
1: no I don't I don't think we have any of that we just have like pensions based on the job we don't I don't think we have anything that comes from the government
2: yeah it's it's all the federal taxes ah, taxes are just fucking weird oh, also, been... I don't... sorry go on no, no no go for it
1: go for it i also don't like like i remember like i was speaking to my dad and he was like oh by 16 i had like a full-time job and moved out and like i've still like a lot of old people say that and like blame and or well, not blame but like complain about our generation for like not being moved out and having a full-time job at 16 but i just the world's different I think they're gonna complain but i think it's just different now than it was
2: well inflation's a thing too like in the 70s you could work a part-time job and pay for fucking college and still afford a house it's not like that anymore it's just not and back in the day when you graduated from college you know if you graduated from college in the 90s or the 80s it was like wow what job do i choose and now people are graduating in the 2000s and they're like what job will take me Mm. yeah especially because these fields are inundated because they've made like fast tracks and easy things to them like Everyone's a poli sci major. Everyone's a psychology major. Everyone's a fucking engineer. Like, I feel like those are the things, that at least I see a lot. You're like, oh, I'm gonna get a degree in engineering. And it's like, all right, like people are like, oh, you, oh, yeah, that's a good, right? You'll be able to find a job. Well, as with all things, it depends on like what avenue and like what level of dedication you're going to go. You can be like, I have a degree in poli sci. And it's like, okay, did you get your master's or did you spend like two years at a community college getting a piece of paper that says you know things about stuff? Like, I don't know. I think a lot of people are like, I did the time on the certificate. So that means I get this thing. But it's also hard when jobs, I guess, don't. There are a lot of jobs where, like, hey, you need 10 years of experience, but you need to get paid like an intern. And even though it's an entry level job, you still need 10 years of experience. And you're like, well, I don't have that. So you're just going to have to deal with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I see so many of my mates who went to uni and got degrees and now they're working in areas that have no relevance to their degree whatsoever it's
1: just yeah too so hard. i've not, not i mean all my all my friends are still in uni but um the only person i know so the i think the only person from my um family that has actually graduated is my sister and she graduated in psychology and now she's um doing something that isn't related to that at all mm.
2: Well, I mean, too, we're in a day and age where that's allowed, right? Like, we're allowed to change our mind, and that's, like, encouraged. So I feel that, for example, in in Japan, I have a few friends, you know, who are are Japanese and lived and grew up there. And one of my friends now, she she teaches uh, in the States, actually. I believe she's still in San Jose. Um, But she was saying that when she went through school as a kid, you know, you take entrance exams, when you go into junior high school so much like you take like a college entrance exam, you go to junior high, which is sixth, seventh, seventh, eighth grade. And the ninth, uh, yeah, ninth through 12th is still, um, high school there, but you have, uh, tests for both of those things and you could effectively like as an artist, if I were in Japan, I was like, okay, I want to do art for a living. There is literally a high school that I could apply to that would specialize in art and would guide things that way, almost like you're getting a college degree. Like, you're taking career aptitude tests and, like, career things all throughout where your teachers are asking you every year, hey, what are you going to do when you graduate, when you're, like, 14? Like, they're like, you need to have your life figured out. Like, there's there's no choice. But here, there's, like, eh, fuck it. Like, and that's kind of encouraging, like, it seems like a lot of Western societies are in that. Unless you're in, like, that strict, uh, like, the Asian cultures that I've seen for having a lot of friends from... Uh, the eastern sides there, just there's so much more structure that you're not allowed to deviate from. And on like a family level, on like (laughs) people having friends who found out that their husband is a quarter of a different kind of Asian, that their family is like, never, ever tell my parents that you're a quarter of this type of Asian, or I will be forced to like disown you. Like we, we don't have that same like level of structure. So I think that fluidity is, you know, good for our mental health, quote unquote, to an extent. But unfortunately, when there's no like discipline or resolve, and we're not being, I guess, kind of forced to try, people will just be lazy, right? It it does breed stagnation and complacency a lot, I think. And I I think that that's that's a real problem with not just, you know, kids, but also adults. It's easy to be stagnant, especially after COVID, where now it's like you've got... All these people who've been getting unemployment, why the fuck do they want to go back to their job when they've been getting paid more on unemployment than they were when they were working? And they literally don't have to do anything. They can just be home with their kids and fuck off and wink, and it's fine. Like, you know, I'm getting paid to masturbate. Like, cool. <laughs> like, that can be your life. <laughs> it's perfect.
1: Also, in terms of like, <clears throat> I guess with laziness, that you get like, you can change your mind so easily that like it kind of, I wouldn't say rewards, but it's the only word I can think of, rewards, like, giving up. Like, it's very easy to just go and try something else if that thing didn't work. Mm, so right. you might not try as hard. And, like, you hope it just falls into place. And if it doesn't, you're like, oh, that's, like, example. Like, I Well, I wouldn't say it's similar, but I first studied, like, independent filmmaking. And then, like, pretty much two weeks in, I was like, I don't want to do this. But, like, I could have... I stayed there for a couple months and tried. And then I was like, nah, fuck this. I'm going to go and do more artsy stuff that I enjoy. But, like, Like, I reckon that I could have easily probably dropped out after them two weeks and gone straight to a different university. Like, it's that easy here to change.
0: I think that's my problem as well. Like, I've jumped from, like, through so many different career and study paths because I'll get halfway into one or, like, a little bit into one and be like, yeah, this is great. And then see something else. I'm like, oh, shiny. Let's go try that. So, like, I started off with software engineering or, or IT, then software engineering, then ele- electrical and electronics, and now marketing. Like, I, I, I have only finished one of all those
2: qualifications because I just... But that's how we're programmed, right? Like yeah. you said, like all the social media, everything else that we're on, it's all immediate stimulus and yeah. gratification, whether it's video games being changed to no longer be difficult platforms but instead, like gratifying, cinematic, easy to follow experiences, our whole life is that now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, I actually have like a funny thing about that. I went to play the first ever Resident Evil um, a couple of months ago, and I was stuck in like the first two rooms forever. Hard as an shit. And I was they like, mean, what? Like, anything. like, yeah, because like old games didn't even give you an objective. I was just there, like, what the fuck am I meant to do? And eventually, <laughs> someone came in my stream and was like, see that painting on the wall that doesn't look like a doorway. Yeah, that's a doorway, and I was like, well, how the fuck did people without the internet figure that out 20 years ago? <laughs> and then, that's like,
2: what it is, though, it is like that, like, you're just like, yeah, well, this is, there's no objective, no, you gotta find the fucking objective, good luck, buddy! <laughs>
1: yeah, and then I played the newest one, um, well, Resident Evil 7, it's not that new, and it, it's not easy, but it, it, like, compared to that, it's so much easier, and it's more, like, based on, like, you said, like, graphics and stuff like that, like... It's weird how like even stuff like that's changed to just like reward people for being simpler. It's, the only well, word I can think it's
2: of. well, it's like with all things, right? Like whether it's like your body or like something that you're committed to, like a language that you're learning. Like I, you know, doing art for a living. I know that I'm halfway through a piece when I fucking hate it. Like I'll start it and I'll be like, oh hey cool, like this is starting to come together, and then I reach this point where I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing? Why did I start this? This is absolute shit. I can't continue but i need to continue and i think a lot of people have forgotten to push past that so instead of like this is hard i'm gonna go over here now like it's okay to take a break and come back to something to like reset and recalibrate it's okay to sleep on something or get a glass of water and breathe like those things are okay but see shit through i don't think there's a lot of follow-through and this we see a lot in relationships now uh, not only with just friends, but like as lovers, as partners, and in schools, and in all these facets, there's this again, this comfortable fluidity in everything where you don't actually have to be attached to anything. And arguably, that's probably why it's so easy for people to be hateful, spiteful, or apathetic now because nobody's attached to anything, whether it's their career, whether it's spirituality, whether it's relationships. How easy is it for us? How convenient is it for us to just acknowledge that we don't have to acknowledge anything and it'll all be fine and we all die eventually. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, <100%. laughs> it sucks. Yeah. I think
1: the whole, like um, I see posts, like, oh, don't worry about stuff. Everything will work out. Like,
2: right.
1: It will, but you have to do something. It's not just going to, like, it won't just work out on its own. If you just sit there and do nothing, stuff isn't really going to change.
2: Mm. You are right. I'm one of those people who, who does like to say, you know, things will work out. Things always do work out. the wor-. Like, you've survived every bad day of your life so far. You've survived every single day that you thought, I am not going to make it through this fucking day, and you made it through that day. So, so far you've done that. And I think that people... I don't know the point exactly where I was going with that, but I think I need to get a glass of water, actually, real quick.
0: Yeah, no, I, I find that I very much... I, I wish I had a bit more structure because I'm constantly jumping from thing to thing. I I give up so easily and it's it's frustrating. As soon as something gets difficult, I'm just like ah, you know what? I just won't keep keep doing it. I'll do something else, and then, like it's yeah, it's frustrating. And I <laughs> I haven't figured out a way to get past it yet. But
2: <sighs> well, the only way I think to get through those things is I don't know when. When we're protected by our ignorance in you know, we don't, when we don't know that we can make a difference, <clears throat> but just so, on that note where you're saying, you know, you wish you had like discipline. I think that what happens is, is there's a moment where we have to come to realize like, Hey, it's like, again, society and all these things have shaped your mind in such a way to make everything easy and accessible. So to first recognize like, Hey, this isn't my fault. I'm this way. And I want to change that. But now that you know that it's not your fault, it's your fault if you choose to stay there. So you understand where your blockade is. You understand what you need to get over, which means now your next move is shedding that momentary victim blanket of like, oh, I didn't know any better. Like, this is this thing. Now you have a choice. I don't believe that there's anything wrong with like being weak or being stuck, but I do believe that there's something wrong fundamentally with staying there. When you're no longer ignorant about something, you have a personal responsibility to change it you have a personal responsibility to do something with it and even if that's not doing anything choosing to not do something is still very much actively a choice and that's yours Mm -hmm. and at that point it is no one else's fault you've made the choice to be stagnant or not move forward
0: that's that's a really good
2: good way of putting it i like that
1: are we back doing the podcast that I, I'm going to imagine we are because that was very deep? Yeah. No yeah. It, that for anyone, for anyone that's just listening, I walked off to get a drink and go for a wee, and I came back, and this was happening. So I, wasn't... No, I
2: waited till you were sitting down at least. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like, what's up,
0: guys? Shut up, Jack.
2: <laughs> no, oh, exactly. dear. no But I, mean, I, I think fundamentally that tends, tends to be a problem with you a lot of people where it's really really easy it's comfortable to be the victim it's mm-hmm. comfortable to be like it's not my fault because these things because society because this because that it's it's not my fault that i was born this way like everyone abused everyone's abused other people everyone's been hurt and betrayed we've all hurt and betrayed other people you know we've all we've all got dead people we've all got things that um hurt us and we've hurt others and that's just part of being human right so when someone sits there and like my day is so fucking hard it's so hard like yeah and you know what you're allowed to have that hard day like i think you and i were talking about the other night mm-hmm. you know people who have that moment of just you know they want to complain about something and it's hard to listen to someone complain when you know, they have their, their problems when they seem so small, maybe compared to our own, or the opposite of people who just completely dismiss their stuff being like, oh, someone has it worse. Mm. But to do that is to completely dismiss your own issues, right? Yeah. Like, to have a problem and then be like, oh, someone has it worse. Well, yeah, fucking duh. But yeah. if you just say that, then you're not dealing with it now. Exactly. Like, so... it
0: means something to you. Like, so let yourself feel the feelings that you, you feel about them.
1: Yeah, yeah. there's actually a video i watched and i can't remember what it was but it was like saying like she as she was saying in the video yeah someone already always does have it worse but that's not your problem like the biggest problem in your world now is your problem deal with that before you worry about like like if i have a bad day like yeah there is people starving in the world and but like i'm still allowed to deal with my issue first i I can't really do much but you know what i mean 100%
2: well whether it's You know five weeks or 15 years from now if you don't deal with your emotions they'll come and deal with you Mm -hmm. so you can either i don't know when it comes to emotional trauma of any kind like a wound it's a clean cut you clean it out you suture it and you have a nice little scar if you leave that and you ignore it whether through self-medication uh stubbornness to not get help Uh, Name it to the list of things that are denial of your injury that you have uh, emotionally, right? Then that festers. And then you have an infection of the self. And then at that point, you end up with what would have been just a scar. You're now losing part of a whole fucking limb so that it doesn't eat the rest of you. And I wish more people could learn to tend their wounds better and know that it's okay. And I see that a lot, you know, having uh, a lot of family and different high level jobs or special forces stuff, or, uh, you know, having friends who are officers who, who've seen shit or, you know, work for FBI on cases where, you know, they were watching kids get murdered and they have to just be like, it's okay. I just don't need to deal with this. And it's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I mentioned <laughs> I think it in another,
0: know. um, in a past podcast that, um, Self awareness is so important. Like instead of pushing, like obviously still push uh, mental health awareness in schools, hundred percent. But I feel like self awareness should be pushed a lot more, so that instead of getting to the point where someone's attempted to commit suicide or they are absolutely off the rails, and that's when they recognise there's a problem, instead they recognise it earlier. They go, okay, I'm feeling like this. No idea why. Maybe. I should go get help, or recognizing things that um, trigger certain feelings, certain um, behaviors, and stuff like that. I just I feel like that it would prevent so many issues because people would be able to get on top of it a lot earlier. They'd recognize that they had a problem, or they'd recognize that their family members had a problem because they're they're just more um, emotionally intelligent. That's
1: yeah. Oh, absolutely. I also, I saw like I've been try. I tried to explain this to somebody, and I can't. Like, when you're unhappy and there's no reason, that's the worst. Like, mm. like don't get me wrong. If you're unhappy because like a family member's passed away, yeah, that's fucking awful. But at least you kind of know why. Well, I, I. That's when I worry. When someone tells me they're really unhappy and they don't know why, I'm like, that's when I actually panic about them. I'm like, okay, shit. Let's mm. sort that out. Yeah,
0: because it's confusing as well. It's not just. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's. It's a difficult topic.
1: I, I saw a thing and i didn't look into it or anything so it's very much i saw something on instagram and know uh, um, <laughs> but it Sex. was and it, it said it said that it was time, so i haven't looked it up but i'm gonna ask you to any i think it's bullshit but i'm gonna ask you to anyway it said that any emotional like pain like sadness or anything <clears throat> the emotion actually only lasts 20 minutes and the rest of it's you overthinking <laughs>
2: i like it
1: i I, I kind of think there might be some truth to it because like obviously you ever think can make it worse but i don't think it's only 20 minutes Mm. because like i've had things that i've come like i've been sad about for 20 minutes and then it's come back a few days later, and i've been sad again
0: Mm. problem problem mm. is overthinking is causing emotions so the emotions are still it's it's not like the emotion isn't it's not like the emotion ah, so like is like only t- lasting for twenty minutes. Constant, it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe if you forgot about it, it would like only last mm. twenty minutes. But <clears throat> actually thinking about it just maintains the emotion. I don't know. Yeah, that's I an interesting point, the, though.
1: Yeah. Think about it now. Um, it kind of does make sense because I know there's like a therapy technique that's called worry time, and apparently you're meant to take twenty minutes a day to worry about stuff and then just stop. Wow. Like I was just I was just there. Like I I, I remember when I. Got,
2: meditation. Yeah. yeah
1: i when i got told about this i was like okay but if i deal with all my problems in 20 minutes i'm just gonna forget about them move on with my day <laughs> but right, apparently that is a thing so maybe there is truth to the whole it only lasts 20 minutes if you let it only last 20 minutes yeah. but i don't know
2: but that goes back to you know like that self-awareness thing right having a moment taking it having the capability to self-reflect and mm-hmm. then act on those self-reflections because I think a lot of people really like to project. They talk about things like, you know, coaches don't play kind of thing. You see it all the time when someone says, I hate drama. I just really hate drama. Let me tell you how much I hate drama. And I'm like, oh, you're drama. So, you know, you see those <laughs> things where, where there's a moment of realization that a lot of people I don't think are ready for for because of cognitive dissonance, right? Like, we're, we're, it's incredible a person's ability to lie to themselves. But my favorite analogy is if it smells like shit everywhere you go, it's time to check your shoe. Everywhere we go in life, there's one common denominator. That's the self, period. Nothing else. If you have shitty friends, if they're always talking to them shit, and they're stabbing you in the back, and they're this and that, I hate to tell you this, you're the shitty friend. Like, you're the bad person. Like if every relationship you have is just terrible and fucking abusive, you probably don't love yourself. Like you're putting yourself in abusive situations because you're asking for that somehow. How is my behavior making it so that this is acceptable in this position? And and so many people will get in this moment, they'll shake their fist and they'll be angry at the world and it's not their fault. And it's not your fault. until you recognize it. And then when you recognize it, it is your fault now. And it's your turn to change that. And that's a really tough thing to do, right? Because changing, you oh yeah, change is easy. It's really not. Uh, I've said this many times, and I think this is pretty true, that I believe there's only a a few things that can change a man. And ultimately that's trauma and shame. The last one, I'll visit in a second because I feel like it's so rare, but trauma is something is taken from you. Whether it is a physical limb, a place, a person, An emotion a thing an event has occurred where now there is a hole and that hole has to be filled whether it's full of healthy things and good interactions or a bunch of nights being alone with whiskey and not you know tending to that wound we were talking about is entirely up to you but either way there is now a thing that is absent and you have to take care of that you will have to adapt second is shame few things make us want to change like laying in bed at 10 o'clock at night or whatever time and Sitting there and uh, going, ah, that thing I did when I was 13. Oh my God, why did I do that thing? Like that that feeling like an asshole or making yourself cringe, few things make us really want to not do that thing again. And lastly is sheer willpower. At any Mm -hmm. given point, you know, if you're watching a TV show and you see that mysterious person or that like cool, sexy person or these things, you can be that person. As a kid, when you watch that and you see this, you know, the Uncle Iros of Avatar The Last Airbender. If you haven't seen that, it's amazing. Watch it, everybody. But you have these these people who are wise and loved and amazing, who had troubled pasts, who just became different. And we can be that at any, at any given time. You can just be whoever you want to fucking be. I used to think that I had to move away somewhere or reset as a kid. I would fantasize about if I could just leave then I could restart and people won't have remembered what an annoying little shit I was. And I can, <laughs> I, can I can run all the cringy things in my hometown that I've done with all these people I've gone to school with for the last 10 years. <laughs> like, please, give me this solace. Um, but that doesn't come. Instead, you just learn how to change. And as we get older, And you see people, you know, now that I'm 28 and I see people who are, you know, in their 30s or close to my age and they've got kids and families and they've mellowed out and they've had these experiences. We're allowed to change at any given time. I'm allowed to be whatever person I want to be. And I can be. I can be a shitty person. I can be a good person. I can just do the best that I can do. And you can make it happen. Mm. So. I like that. Touch- touching on
0: what you said before as well, um, with things being like putting the blame on yourself, whether whether you think it's someone else's fault or not, uh, Jocko Willink touches on that a lot. Like you could have a manager who's an absolute asshole, not doing his job properly, sort of thing. But the way he affects you and your workplace is that's all you. You can. Go out of your way and make life easier for him, which would in turn make life easier for you. Or you could just let it happen and that's on you. Like, no matter whether it's the other person who's acting like a twat, it it's still on you. Like you can do something to change the situation you're in.
2: Or at least change how you think about it. Like there's just mm. some people who are fucking insufferable. And no matter what you do, they are so far removed from their own mental operations that they're those people who are, I hate drama. I hate drama. I'm like, you're a drama. You know, those people, yeah. they exist. And they, a lot of them exist in management places. Mm. But when you have that, you're like, there, there's nothing I can do about this person. They're just going to do what they're going to do, but I can behave how I'm going to behave. Kind of like what you're saying. Yeah. And I know that sometimes there's people where a conversation isn't going to make the difference. No. If you talk to someone about something multiple times heartfelt had that you know again and again if it doesn't get through there's nothing you can fucking do about it you just have to accept well people don't change unless they want to this person doesn't see it they don't want to change i have to accept that so why is this triggering me so much my triggers aren't your problem my triggers are my problem
0: yeah
2: and it's not your fault if i get offended by something it's not your fault not that you you should be mean like it doesn't mean that like Somebody shouldn't try not to be an asshole or that in any way that that's okay. But that's what that old homage to being the bigger person, I think, is all about. Yeah. Someone sitting there shoving you and pushing you into a corner, and you have to be the one to decide when's enough and what's acceptable and is it really worth it?
0: Yeah. yeah. Another one I actually heard, um, it was on a TED talk. It was like, um people the people around you control everything external to you so don't let them have control over your like you internally That that was a, uh, I, he worded it so much better let me think uh, it,
2: it
1: was a <clears throat> sorry there's a thing i saw that was like if somebody took a pound from you you wouldn't spend 24 pound trying to get it back so if someone ruined one hour of your day you wouldn't spend the next 24 hours trying to like fix that hour you just move on like from the pound you just move on and keep your money so you may as well just move on from the hour of the day
0: mm. and
1: just try and forget i know it's not easy but try and forget about it also no one can see this but Brit, are you okay
0: yeah yeah i just thought i heard something <coughs> give me a sec yeah. yeah that's fine
1: we're back from our little Spooky moment. Yeah. yeah, that's a good plan. We'll just release this around Halloween and yeah just keep that in. And yeah, that it was fun.
0: We'll yeah, add yeah. in sound effects like ah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then the rest. The rest of the podcast can just be me and Paige. And then it looks like you've just been
2: yeah
0: murders. Yeah, that's a good point. Should and I, you guys, do
2: I call for the Australian emergencies?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like you guys see, don't yeah. know. I always worry about that. Like. It's not like you guys know my address or anything like that either. So it's not like you guys could call for help
2: for me. It's like... You should just you should just post it in the chat right now. Just in case, you know, someone comes in. I'll call that address. Do so you got one of those tile finders? Got a tile finder? I'll put that on you. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those little... The little BPGP... Yeah. Let's we'll put a little tile finder. You can put it right up your butt. No one will notice.
1: I don't think Britt wants me having her address.
2: <laughs> and then we can find it. You have my address, don't you? No. Oh, I'll need you to um I was gonna say too I got tonight squared away. I'm finally doing sales in the UK and in Australia. Oh yes. so you can check shipping's a bitch for some things, but for the t shirts and stuff it's not. And those crop tops you like are back in stock.
0: Oh yes, I'm so, so excited.
2: So you can check it out and like let me know if it doesn't work. I'd like if you even if you just like don't buy anything and just put a cart and like test the shipping and things. Yeah. The only thing that's actually probably gonna be expensive are stickers because it's gonna cost more money to send it if I were to send you a printer stickers. Oh really? um, but the third party fulfillment I use has shipping stations all over the world.
0: Oh, so nice. it'll
2: probably ship for way cheaper to you than it yeah. would be if I were sending. It, oh, that's nice. awesome.
0: Yeah. I really want to get that uh the eyes oh, artwork that you did printed onto a crop top
2: i'm gonna do that oh for sure you can totally do yeah. that do that like, yes. let me know if you want me to because i made a couple different varieties of it like being cut out around the edges yeah so i can send that to you so you can like take a look and see what you like that would be amazing thank you so much Used, I you, got you, you boo.
1: Y- use code lucky dokie at checkout just saying just saying, just saying just saying keep that in
0: keep that in i will just well, you're <laughs> editing this one anyway <laughs> am i Oh, I'm so far <laughs>
1: the edited. oh no it's fine that's so how i felt behind.
0: no don't don't yeah. stress though man i'm i'm not like if it comes out if the second episode comes out next year that's fine don't stress no i know
1: i know we're not bothered but i said i said to my stream i was like don't worry guys end of next week episode two will be out end of the week mm. after three will be out
0: tomorrow's make, the end of the week I'm
1: not don't starting. make
2: promises <laughs> man don't make promises
1: this I didn't promise on your stream. That would have been much worse.
2: Hey, in that talk we were having about discipline earlier like follow through. <laughs> Now's the time. <laughs> I, I am
1: things. I am disciplined. This is why I'm focusing on my uni work.
2: Or you could just or you could just quit and be like, I'll just do something else because this is hard.
1: Yeah, fuck <laughs> this podcast.
2: Get out of here. <laughs> this um, is fucking hard. I hate this. Yeah, this is
0: difficult. <laughs> I
1: wouldn't know if it's hard if I even sat down to try.
2: Everyone oh. loves. Everyone wants to be. I had my friend Mitty the other days that everyone wants to be a YouTuber until they have to fucking edit. Mm. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, that was That's my why problem. That's stream. Yeah, streaming's so much easier. <laughs> oh, yes and no actually, like there's no setup and then editing afterwards, and or oh, there is setup but like not. The and same. you can't
1: really, you know, we've we've so youtube if you started getting hate you could turn comments off for a bit you can't really do that on Twitch. i mean that's just one of the other things but yeah i'd still say youtube being a youtube is much harder
0: oh much harder yeah even the video Mm -hmm. that i made of me building this um guitar wall oh my gosh that was such a pain in the butt because i exported it like three times and then found mistakes i'm
2: like god damn it (laughs) it's the worst I started making like my first ever video for, I was making an alien costume for my cousin, Matt, and I didn't get to finish it because I was going to paint it when I was there, when I went there back in March or February before all the COVID shit happened anyway. Um, Yeah, it was back in February, but I was going to paint it there. But anyway, process was, I was actually filming the steps of what I was doing all the way through mostly. I kept forgetting and I was like, ah, fuck, I totally forgot. So I'm just going to tell you about this part. But I was like, yeah i'm gonna do my first ever video and i like got all, like these video snippets and things and then i didn't even get to finish the project so i was like god damn it no i have to wait <laughs> damn it oh. it looks really fucking cool i just can't do anything with it until it's done i was gonna paint it while i was there and it was like matt's like yeah it should be like in the 60s i'm like okay cool like i don't i'm not from texas i didn't check you know and so i should have because i got there and the night i was there it was 28 degrees and it fucking snowed in their lawn Oh, And I was like, they're like, oh, it doesn't usually do this. And I'm like, <laughs> cool. Really? really? I mean, it's just like, it like super dusted the lawn. Like it was just a little dust of snow. That's snow. snow. I was just that like, is snow. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you gotta be kidding me. And Noelle's like, here, I have an extra sweatshirt. You can have it. I'm like, god damn it. Because oh, you can't paint in the cold. No,
0: true. Like it. I didn't think of that.
1: I'm still hung up on the whole um, Brit telling me yesterday who Matt knows. And I lost my shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, what?
0: I showed him the um, quarantine video
2: and he saw Charlie Sheen and he's obsessed with Charlie Sheen. Oh, my God. Tiger blood. Let's go. Fucking... winning. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, Oliver like
1: I, yeah, Charlie Sheen is fucking
2: amazing. Like that guy is a goddamn legend. He's so and cool. Bri-
1: right? Yeah, then, yeah. I was just, I was just on the call with Brit, and she just dropped this. To, uh, like we were talking about the whole um, six degrees of separation thing, um, which is like you can get to pretty much anyone in the world through six people. Um right. And then I was like, oh, so I, oh, I was like, so how could I get to Charlie Sheen? And she was like. Well, Matt knows him. And I was like, well, i will do it. Because <laughs> that, that's like... only free. And I was like, what?
2: He was losing his mind. <laughs> so funny. And Charlie, you know, I have a special kind of respect for people who are fucking crazy and they just own it. Yeah. Like, there's lots of people out there who just pretend they're not crazy. Like, one of my best friends has always said, he's like, you know what, Paige? Charlie's told me, you know, there's lots of, he's like, everyone in this world is crazy. It's the ones who insist that they aren't crazy that are crazy. And those are the ones that you meet. They're like, "No, I have got my shit together. Let me tell you." And I'm like, "No, you don't."
1: Oh my god, that so, really sounded like someone.
2: It's yeah, yeah, like the whole East Coast, the Jersey people. They talk like this. Oh, oh my like, god, you've watched that show? One of those it's shows. Bob Burgers. This one. Bob's of Burgers. Is, <laughs> I still haven't seen that. It's just that that accent. Like, Jackson hates it. I love doing that. I'll be like, "We'll be driving. I'm like, you totally missed that exit. You need to go that way." He's like. Stop it! Oh my God! I'm like, oh what? You don't think this is sexy, baby? I'll be the most. Se- Come on over here. Give me some of that. Give me some of that goods. Oh my God! But buy no. me some nice stuff. It's gonna be a good day.
1: Oh, I don't like that.
2: <laughs> you don't like. That? Oh. It is. It
0: is a, it is a uh, an acquired taste. That accent. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> just in case anyone's listening, like you know where you're from, yeah, and you just you live with it, you own it. That's Yeah, what
0: you do. yeah. Oh, it reminds <laughs> me of the um of oh what's her bloody name of Fantastic Beasts?
2: Ah, oh, oh the cute the, the sister, c- yeah, g- gold
0: something golds. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, no, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, <laughs> off it's topic. For me. <laughs> No!
0: <laughs> what topic is it
2: actually? I, <laughs> I was, I, like, what, what topic? You're, that's a bold I, statement.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, was ju- I was just thinking actually, we have gone from artwork to streaming to crackheads to mental health to Charlie Sheen very fucking quickly. <laughs> and I like it.
2: Oh, Lord. Oh, like and it. the potential break in, maybe needing some freedom. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's, a that's
2: true. That's true. Needing some peels. I don't know if you guys, but I guess because you're. I'm sure there's different dialects. I know there's different dialects for sure, like in the UK. I don't know. I imagine it would be the same in uh, Aussie land. But in the US, we have really super specific, like really different dialects in some places. And even having been born and raised in California my whole life, I have someone ask me probably like once a week if I'm from the East Coast. Because East Coast is all like the New Yorkers and New Joysies and all your other stuff. But it's just funny because I had this guy one time at at Costco. You guys got Costco worked yeah. at, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. At least I mean, you guys, we share that. We share at Costco. But, um, I had this guy who used to sell cell phones there, and uh, he came by one time. He had this great fur jacket, and I commented him on. I commented that I like this jacket, and he's like, "You like this coat, kid?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I like this." Goes like, let, "Let me tell you what, kids. Let me tell you what." you're from New York? I'm like, I'm not from New York. He's like, you sure you're not from New York? You sound like you're from New York. I'm like, I'm not from New York. He's like, I'll tell you what, kid. I like you, kid. I'll sell you this jacket. I got this jacket right here. This jacket was $1,200. $1,200. I will give you this jacket at an awesome discount for $600. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm I'm good. He's like, are you sure? Because you really sound like you're from New York. Like, I can do this. You know, we're fellows. I'm like, no, I'm good. He's like, all right. No, have a good day. Have a good day.
0: You're <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <Yeah>, like, I'm <laughs> from New York. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah we have different (laughs) dialects we have like i don't know do you guys know what cockney is yeah yes yeah do you know like they basically have their own fucking language and nobody understands only like the really fake proper cockneys like but they have like i've actually just got it up to read some of them and if i went down and spoke to someone i wouldn't have a clue and that's only london and like (laughs) mate not a chance
2: yeah, my I have my my friend from Essex. He's a he's a streamer on like YouTube and stuff, and he just shits on other British accents so fucking hard. He's always got something to say about like, no that 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 one's garbage. That one's garbage. That one's garbage. To be Paige, listen, listen, Paige. No, that accent is complete garbage. And I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. No, please listen. listen I know. I, don't, I know you don't know any better. Now listen. I'm
0: like, God damn so me. Oh shit my it. gosh. <laughs> oh, you're great, Paige. But that accent was awful. <laughs> yeah. No. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, it was so good though. At the same time, like it was, it was hilarious. I like it.
1: I think I, it, it started pretty bad and got actually quite decent towards the end of it. I'm hoping.
2: My, what happens is, is I make fun of my friend Midi every time we're playing Call of Duty, and I intentionally make fun of his accent by doing that, and it's carrying over into this. So, mm. like, I've come to realize that that's what's happening here. It's perfect. <laughs> he talks so much shit, and he'll be like, "You don't know how to make a British accent," so we'll all give him really garbage British accents and say that we have better accents than he does. It's always fun. I'll probably show him p- his podcast when it comes out.
1: That sounds like it. someone. That sounds like someone I know.
2: I would. Yeah.
0: not have a clue about what you're talking about sir so. yeah <laughs> oh because all of my family's or all my mum's side of the family lives in England and they're all british i um i like to sometimes think that i have a good english accent and then i i try it on and i get shut it's down not- real quick <laughs> 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 really quick <laughs> it's really disheartening to be completely honest
1: I mean, you shut down my Australian accent all the time no, I do not, I actually
0: tell you I've told you a couple of times <laughs> that it's decent you only, only when decent you're swearing when yeah. yeah, only when you're saying the C word <laughs> that's the only time it's decent
1: Still, <laughs> the only time it has to be decent
0: yeah, that is true
1: It's the only word that I I ever need to say. Hey guys, the podcast with um, Paige was actually three hours long. So what we've decided to do is to split it into three parts. What you've just listened to is part one. So part two won't make much sense unless you've obviously listened to this one. But yeah, we're going to end that one here. And part two should be with you shortly.